podcast. Droopy Drawers, episode 44 of the Weird Podcast. How are we doing, everybody? Hope you are well. Um, straight off the bat, you'll be glad to know uh, that the big man's voice is nearly back to normal again. For any of you that were listening last week, you would have no doubt heard how truly horrendous and uh, life-afflicting my voice was, having spent the night, in fact, two nights, in a yurt in Limavady, which is something hey, I wouldn't recommend to anybody. It was uh, a very tough thing for me to have to do, but you know, I, I just love my family and that's what I'm willing to do, you know, if that makes them happy. If I have to sacrifice my own health and well-being for them, hey, I'm willing to do it. And yeah, I'll never do it again, so I hope they enjoyed it while well, they did. But yeah, my voice is feeling better, I'm feeling good. Um, I've still got that, you know, when you're just getting to the end of the cold, you have a bit of husk in your voice. Like, I feel like I could sing like a, a real good husky singer. You know, like one of those real famous, you know, standout husky voices. Like Macy Gray. I try to say goodbye and not choke. I try to walk away and I stumble. Though I try to hide it, it's clear. I wear goggles when you are not near. And that's so appropriate because, hey, I'm actually wearing goggles because fiance Catherine is back at work. Oi, oi, maternity leave's over. Fuck yeah. And I'm now no longer in the garage. I don't have to hide away. I can be myself. I'm in the living room. I'm on the sofa. I'm reclined. I'm recording the weird podcast and I'm watching football. I'm living the dream. Yes, I'm supposed to be looking after the baby, but hey, I'm sure she'll be comfortable in the drawers upstairs in the spare room with the door closed. Babies like small spaces. They're small people. They like sm- They're small people. They like small places. They like the Mexicans. They're small they like it they put them in the it's it's great people were free we're in we're al fresco i want to say i know that means outside but i'm not technically outside but hey i'm in the living room and i'm looking out of my my patio doors which make me feel like i'm outside because i can see i can see outside you know what i mean so i'm feeling great yeah it's been it's been a good week i'm nearly back to the full health which um will be something that i'd be keen to get back onto because i know a lot of people listen to the podcast wanting to get physique advice from the physique guy and let's be totally honest here let's let's put our balls on the table and i'll be honest i said since probably my stag i haven't actually been too good like in terms of diet and training i must be totally honest the stag slowed me up um then when i came back and went to the yard in lima valley the following weekend got myself sicky bobo hmm and now this week i'm just about getting better so um, I'm going to get back on the, the fitness train again from Monday and it's going to be like I'm, I'm, I'm talking boxer strict you know I'm going into camp until I get married in November so I'm just going to be getting cut working out and talking about physiques and stuff so I'm, yeah I'm still in limbo with the gym by the way I want to point that out um, I don't have a gym membership haven't joined anywhere yet since my membership expired at Bannatines I just you know moved moved to the, back to North Down again it became too much of a, a of a challenge, you know, getting from this BT20 area down to the BT16 to work out in the mornings before work, you know, so I need somewhere local, um, and then once I get that joined, I'll be sweet, but albeit you don't need to join a gym to get get pumped up, you know, you can work out in the house, get a serious pump on in there, and I've got a lot of kit and things that I can use, and uh, 
yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting back into it. I'm looking forward to eating clean. I'm looking forward to uh, having some form of, of firmness to my body again, as opposed to just feeling like a big fat, like fat cloud. You know, to feel like at the minute, like I'm a big Michelin man. You know, like one of those dudes, um, like the Michelin star. Like I feel, I feel like uh, Anthony Bourdain. That's how I feel dead. Um, but hopefully, in the next few days, I'll be. Be feeling myself. I'll, I'll be feeling myself. I'll be feeling myself again. Hopefully, in a few days, I'll be feeling myself again. What is it about Scottish people that are always sick and then they always are, are recovering from sickness? Oh, how how are you doing, uh, Ethel? Oh, you know, I was a wee bit under the weather, but now I'm feeling a lot better. I've had my brew and I've had my calpol and I'm feeling much better. Thank you very much. But yeah, I'll be feeling myself. I'll be feeling myself in a few days. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I feel like I function better when I'm on like a health kick, if you will. I feel like I, I just I'm more alert, I'm more awake, and more productive when that's happening. And at the moment, um, I need to be more productive because I'm a busy, busy camper. Not literally camping because I'll never fucking go camping again, camping, clamping, or any of the below. I've learned. I've been camping a couple of times. I did it once with PE in school for like some fucking reason and then I did it there at the weekend and two experiences um, I wouldn't be keen on repeating. So, but I just feel, yeah, I feel I feel good. I feel busy at the minute. Um, for anyone who listened to the podcast last week, fair play to you for sticking it out. It was uh, a, a tough sell, no doubt, I'm sure, listening to the snottery, dribbling, f- gap-tooth freak that I am is probably a challenge for anybody, but this week I feel... Feel back and I feel feel ready for it, and um, you'd heard me mention last week about Pug Ugly's comedy club. Um, what that is is essentially a comedy club in the new bar in Belfast. Pug Ugly's. For those of you who don't know, Pug Ugly's is where Morrison's used to be. So what they've done there is it's been bought over and they've rebranded. And tell you what, they have come up with a fucking great bar. I was in there for the first time on on Thursday there with the, the old comedy club and had a look about and it's it's great load of drink deals on very sexy lots of new beers craft beers um ciders all kinds of stuff um so it's definitely worth getting getting checking checking that out and on that note I got a uh, I got a, a tweet from Adam Whiteman saying, Dave Elliott, there's no summer, summer space in Pug Uglies. Hashtag lion cunt. Uh, hashtag don't call me that and hashtag go fuck yourself. I tell lies and deal with it. Hey, <laughs> That's what I do. I tell people what they want to hear come to, to come to where I want them to be, man. You know what I'm saying? That's how I have all I have. I'm a sneaky little man. Albeit, I pride myself on my honesty and integrity. But in the odd occasion, we all tell we lie. I would say a white lie, but we're 2018 and don't want to sound like I'm a... Uh, a supremist in any way but yeah they're, they're done with summer space but there's loads of other nice ciders so Adam Whiteman suck my balls and definitely going oh Jesus Christ sorry by the way I should just point out um, whilst I'm in my living room recording my podcast I'm also watching Cardiff versus Arsenal and Peter Cech nearly knocked the ball into his own net once again trying to skin a striker and yeah it makes me nervous so <laughs> if you ever hear me just like lose the rag a bit during the, the podcast you'll know that's why hashtag disrespect from me watching a football match while I'm recording but again this is what I'm like sneaky wee scamp and uh, yeah so the, it's just a great bar it's a great bar in and, and in itself and then add to that the comedy club 
which I am very excited for. We had the first night last Thursday. It's going to be a weekly comedy club every Thursday in Pug Uglies upstairs. Uh, there will be drinks deals. It's only a fiver in, and I will get some of the best acts in the country on every week. And it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be great. So definitely get there. Last week I had Rory Woods, myself, Anne Irwin on, um, and Robbie McShane did the open spot, and he was great as well. They were all they were all excellent, and it was a really fun night. Decent crowd in for the first night. We're we're really happy with it. If we could now just sort of get the word out a bit more and get people coming in checking out the comedy, I think we could have a real good thing in our hands here. Um, it's an it's a small quite a small venue. I think the most. Uh, numbers you could probably get in it's about 100 maybe 120 but last week um, we just we had, a, we had a nice number there too probably slightly under well it wasn't full like but it wasn't it wasn't bad and it was just it was great the setup is perfect for comedy there's a stage in the corner um, perfect seats it's kind of like got the New York comedy club feel about it it's really really nice and uh, I'd be saying to you, hey guys, you haven't checked out Pug Uglies, get onto their social media, give them a like or a follow or whatever it is, whatever social media you're you're checking them out on, and, and just check it up. All the lineups and all, and drinks deals will be on that. This week we have myself, Connor Keys, and Shane Todd on. You notice you say myself a lot, yeah. I mean, I am see it, so I'll be like hosting it every week. So uh, if you want to come see me, MC every week come and do that and then also there'll be great acts on but if you don't want to see me MC hey I don't care just come come anyway <laughs> it'll be a nice time um, but yeah it's great so check that out there'll be posters and stuff available for that um, and yeah no, and that was just it that's the end of the podcast guys thanks for tuning in as, as I can always do one wee short and sweet podcast and I think this is it so yeah thanks very much enjoy your week and I'll see you next week <laughs> spoof it's not actually the first of april oh i had you all there didn't i <laughs> i am so funny mm-hmm. but yeah that's um that's the vibe guys and uh, while we're on on the, pr- the the pr and the plugging and the promoting note what i'll be saying is get yourselves on the itunes and rate and review the podcast please Give me a five-star review and then write something about the podcast because that's actually a feature I want there to be on the podcast every week where I read out reviews of the podcast. Um, obviously, providing that they're decent. If they're sly, I'll read out the sly ones too, but I'll uh, not be happy with the fact that it's not a five-star and I'll probably take on bridge with that and hunt you down. And like Liam Neeson, I will look for you, will find you, I will kill you, as you all know he said in the movie Michael Collins. So... Yeah, get on to that. If you can, please, guys, that'd be really appreciated. And the more sort of reviews and stuff you get in the podcast, the higher up the charts it can go and sort of the more opportunities it'll provide me with, do you know? Like the more, you know, I've been flirting with the idea of having guests, like specifically getting weird guests on just to make things a bit different. But at the minute, it is what it is. You know, it's just me having a wee, having a wee chat for a while and... Uh, uh, yeah, it works as what it is, but I could get a couple of guests on if that's what if that's what people want. You know, that's the kind of guy I am. I'll, I'll do that for you. But for now, just me warbling, mumbling about stuff that I want to talk about. I'm nearly a week removed from the pre-mark fire, which I know has taken up a lot of the news in the last wee week, which was obviously a fire at 
the bank buildings in, in Belfast and that little historic building just fully burned to the ground near enough, which is sad. A lot of people lost jobs and yeah, a bit of history in Belfast kind of ruined. And a lot of people are feeling really terrible about it. And, you know, I, I was a bit sort of a bit sad about it, I guess. But at the same time, you know, there's more to life than to be really beating yourself up about something like that. So I just want to say to everyone out there that's feeling down about it, you know, fuck up. Ha 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 ha. No, only kidding. It was, it was shit, no doubt about it. But I saw a guy put a tweet out that said watching it was like watching 9-11 all over again. And, and guess what? It wasn't. Because... You know, people in Primark walked out of the front door of Primark, all safe, no one died, whereas people literally jumped out of the top windows of the World Trade Centre. So, um, it's a bit different, but I assume that the guy who put this particular tweet out was just, like, a regular, hateful millennial, like, some 20-year-old millennial guy, I'd assume. A 20-year-old person whose favourite TV show is probably uh, just Tattoo of Us, or uh, that other really shit show, which is like Dicks Out for Love or whatever it is, wherever you just get naked and show your dick and somebody picks you off the back of your dick and your body. Because surely that's the, wor- the worst show. Those two those two shows are the worst two shows on TV. Just Tattoo of Us. Um, for those of you that don't know what it is, it's a show where people are completely uh, retarded and the fact that they let a mate of theirs pick their tattoo. So, if I... You're you're letting your mate you're actively allowing your mate to pick a tattoo you get, and then when your mate mugs you off, you get upset about it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like putting your dick into an electric fence. You know you know that that's going to end one way with an electrocuted dick. So what I'm saying is, if you let your mate yourself tattooed, you may as well just electrocute your dick. That's how fucking stupid it is. So to go on that show and get upset, um, you know you're a dick. So. I just hate it. And then that other show about, like, you know, dicks out for dates is just the worst, as uh, equally as bad, because it, it's just, like, everything that you're trying to promote in 2018. You know, everyone has to be so careful about what to say. You can't say stuff about it. You can't offend people. You can't be uh, um, judging people by their appearance. You have to blah, 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 treat them as all this shit. And then you're like, nah, I don't want to go with this guy. Why? Got too much foreskin. Do you know what I mean? So oh, this bro's got too much foreskin, uses it as a satchel. Can't have that. Oh, I can't go this way. Guy, why? Got too much, too many pubes. You know, I saw the show this week because Catherine was watching it during a, a flick. Um, should point out off the TV channels, not of anything else. No beans or whatnot. But she was just watching it. It was on the background. And I was just going, what the hell is this show? The presenter of the show literally said to a guy, right, um... Whenever he got to see what the girl who was picking him looked like naked, right? The presenter goes, um, are you okay with her having pubic hair? Like, actually, a genuine, are you alright with her having pubic hair? Nah, me, I'd rather her fully bald. I'd rather, ideally, in an ideal world, there'd be seven. I would like her to be seven. Like, imagine he said that. What a fucking stupid question. He was like, yeah, I'd rather she had no pubes. I'd rather she hadn't reached puberty yet. You know, what a fucking stupid question is that? Obviously, it's fine if they've got pubes. You're grown up. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? Imagine someone's like, oh, sorry, I would have gone out with her, but um, she actually had, uh, she had a wee bit, um, she need, let's just say she needed a trim in her quim, okay? She had a bush, a bush, a good old 70s bush. You know, so fuck, that's what adults have. I think this whole having a real shaven haven is just a bit, a bit creepy. You know what I mean? Because it's like, 
that, that's not the way an adult should look. And I think if you're really desperate for the ball patch, yo, maybe you're into kids. That's all I'm saying. I'm not calling you a paedophile. No, maybe you just want to fuck kids. Mm, think about that for a second. And they're the sort of people who put out tweets saying that the firing pre-mark was R911. And then also, on the flip side of that, there was an article about how you should make fun of it. Because if it was Marks and Spencers, you would have been raging. As if making it a class thing. Nah, pre-mark's pre-mark. You know, it's gone over a massive refurb to make it this sort of cool, hip kind of place. Like, to be honest, last time I was in pre-mark, just after they got most of it redone, it to me looked like uh, a bit more like an H&M store than like what you'd expect off of a regular pre-mark. So... You know, it's just, it is what it is. Belfast people just take the piss out of everything and then get offended about everything as well. You know what I mean? That's the problem of living here. You think you can take the piss out of everything, but then if one thing annoys you, it's fucking World War Three. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know? But that's, but that, that is what it is. And speaking of offence and uh, whatnot, I went to see the film Black Klansman this week and... For those of you that don't know what Black Klansman is, it's just a film about this dude, a detective, Ron Stallsworth or Swallsworth, I think. If memory serves me right, and he is a was a detective in the the uh, I just want to say the regular police, like in America or whatever, and he had gone undercover to infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan as a black person. Now, initially, I thought. What he's gone and done here is he's gone and got hooked himself up with these robes and gloves and just gone into the clan as a black dude, which would be ultimate mug off for the clan. But what he actually did was just rang them and changed his voice slightly. Um so he could get get inside the clan and like uh crack them. And essentially he did the phone calls and, and stuff and spoke with David Duke, who was the, the Imperial Wizard of the Clan. Which, if you're going to be a seriously aggressive group, don't call yourself your leader an imperial wizard because automatically you sound like something from a kid's book. You know, you sound like something <laughs> that Serene McKellen would play. Uh, sorry, Serene, what are you playing in this movie? I am the imperial wizard. I don't even know if that's the way he speaks, but hey, that is, is what he would play. And uh, in the movie, so this this guy, Ron Stall, Stallworth, um, a black policeman, basically phoned several members of the Ku Klux Klan and arranged meetings with them and actually joined them. Um, albeit whenever the like actual meetings came to be, he sent a white police person, a policeman, under a cover to pretend to be him. Because you know it's 2018 and you have to be all politically correct now. You can't say policeman anymore, it's police person. Um, it couldn't have been a police woman went because it was a guy on the phone. You know, as much as it's, it's fair to have like equal rights and stuff if you're a guy talking to a guy it's better that a guy goes to the meeting um because the person you're speaking to is expecting ultimately there be a guy right so he went there and then basically what happened out of that was you know what i think a few clansmen were arrested for being in the clan but that's basically all, you know. I don't actually think it wasn't like it brought down a massive ring of of clansmen or unveiled a load of like, you know, people in in high powered public jobs who were just massively racist. I think that was basically it. So it was a great movie. Really enjoyed it. Um, I think the main message of it was to say yes, this is the way racism was in the nineteen eighties. But then it ended 
with basically showing some of the current race issues that there are in America, like included the 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 Charlottesville um, protests where all these like white supremacists came out with their wee B and Q tiki tiki lamps, which was quite a a sight, and then it had the the counter protests where some dude just drove his car in and killed this person. You know, it was a pro 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 Black Lives Matter rally, and this dude just drove his car in and killed somebody who, after all, and ironically, wasn't black. Like, if you're gonna hate somebody, you know, hate somebody for being a dickhead. Like, that should be the universal thing, as opposed to like race, religion, anything else. You know, all this like live and let live. Just let that be. You know, let people do whatever they want as long as they're doing not doing any harm. And if someone is a full asshole slash dickhead, then hate them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would hate a black dickhead. I would hate a white dickhead. I would hate an eight, eight, shit. <laughs> I would hate them too if they really piss me off. I would hate uh, a Protestant dickhead. I'd hate a Catholic dickhead. Do you know what I mean? Just hate dickheads. Doesn't matter what they are. If they're a bad person, you should dislike them. Like, some of the worst people in history uh, lift themselves up. Like, raise themselves onto this plinth as being some of the best, most holiest people. Do you know what I mean? They say, oh, we're this, we're that. We can be as, as shitty as we want as long as we seek forgiveness. It's bullshit. If you're a dick, you're a dick. You know, call it as it is. But, yeah, that was that was what the the, uh, the Black Clans made me think about. And, yeah, I have a feeling that the world is only, the world is only getting, getting, going to get worse until it can get better. You know, that's a slippery slope we're on to now. Seems everything in the world has got so PC and so... You can't say this, you can't do that, that the complete opposite's happening and people are going fucking ridiculous off the off the far right. And the left, they're getting even worse. The left are getting so left, they're turning right. You know, so, like, jumped up upon their own opinions that their opinion is a sole and wholly correct opinion that, you know, it's totally defeating what they actually stand for. It's bullshit. Why can't we all just be homeboys and girls? You know, why can't we just go out to Pug Uglies on a Thursday, watch comedy and have a great time? Why, why can't we do that? You know? And why are we still fucking paying our politicians money out of our taxes? You know? They're all thieves. All thieves. Uh, see, if you're, hey, if you listen to this podcast and you're in the DUP or Sinn Féin, you are thieves, guys. Full-on thieves. I don't mind all the other parties, but you two guys, thieves. And you know they will saying thick as thieves. Yeah, your leadership's thick. So do you want that information? And uh, just go back to work, guys. You know, every week I'm gonna start start saying, hey guys, go back to work, yeah. Just you know, just go just go use on back to work there, guys. That'd be real sweet, really real sound to use to just to just do that. Cheers, thanks from Dave Elliott to you. Um, DUP Sinn Féin ideally get voted out in the dream world that would be be perfect but if you must be the government hey go back to work you know <laughs> yeah and it's that, is that about is that about all I've got to talk about this week who knows <laughs> I honestly can't remember I'm trying to think what else I've done this week I've just had a real busy week getting stuff together like doing bo- the boring side of comedy you know the side that all you guys don't actually give fuck about you know writing stuff pitching things and trying to just write new stuff you know that's not interesting what you just want to know is hey when's a big man going to be getting a tv or when's he going to get like on a show or when's he gonna you know probably never at this rate but 
I'm just trying to work away towards things. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to do. Get towards things into the boring stage where I have to fucking write and come up to new stuff. Uh, I just like telling the same jokes every week. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, I can't do that now. I'm MCing every week. I'll have to come up with new stuff all the time, which will make me funnier, I guess, and a better comedian. So I shouldn't really mock it. Um, but yeah, it's been a busy old time. A busy old time for me. And the thing what gigs I have coming up. Um, I'm in Pug Uglies on Thursday. Hey, believe it or not, they have a comedy club there. Um, oh shit. Um, that's a sh- that's shit content, isn't it? That is full. Oh, what do I know? Eh? I'm just a, I'm just a hoot. <laughs> oh, guys and girls, eh? What else to watch out for? I'll tell you what. We've got a uh, a live a live boy town podcast coming up soon as well. I think that should be very sexy. It's on the 21st of September, which is a couple of weeks away now, and that's in the Strand Arts Centre. So if you want to come see myself and Shane Todd uh, do the Boytown podcast, it would be, be lovely to see you there. Um, the last few weeks, Boytown has been getting really, really back to where I wanted it to be. Went through a wee phase there where it took a dip, and it was just, you know... It was a bit shit, let's be fair. It wasn't didn't have segments, didn't have it was just, you know, Shane and I talking. And hey, you know, whenever you get a boring guy chatting to a really entertaining guy, one of them's gonna nullify the other, you know, and, and that's what happened. So we needed segments of boy time. And now what we have is a great, great, funny, funny podcast. So if you wanna come see that live, I'll be for sure mugging them off. There's no doubt about that. So come to the Strand Arts Centre on the 21st of September. All the tickets and stuff are online and all. So you can... All the tickets are online and all. So you can buy your tickets whenever you want, really. And come see us. Well, before 21st of September. Because if you buy... Oh, oh I'm sleepy because I've got a baby. Uh, if you come and see us then, it'll be a real good time. You know what? I feel like this week's podcast is going to be a wee shorty. Because I'm literally running out of stuff to say. And also, as I've said, I'm watching... The Arsenal match in the background is kind of... I feel like it's distracting me. I feel like it's really not good... Um, professionalism from me. And I don't, I don't want to ruin... You know, I don't want to ruin the podcast for you. Because... Yous are... You know... Yous are the guys that makes this podcast happen. Yous are the ones that makes it possible for me to do this every week. So, thank you. Um, I'll go on to listeners' questions here now. Dee, 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 dee. Ba 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 da bo uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a massive one question on Twitter this week. Like, guys, see when I put a call out for questions, ask me questions, ask me anything you want. It doesn't have to be always super. You know, if you want to, if you want to get some goss or be nosy about stuff, just fucking ask. It's the whole point of the podcast. It's weird. Stuff can get weird on the weird podcast from time to time. So you know, just just, just ask. And Davy Witts come in and said, "Well, day." Just discovered your spar videos on YouTube last night. Pure fire, by the way. <laughs> Question is, are you a Bake Off fan? I'm not sure if I'm okay with the fact that I watched it for the first time this year and I've now found myself binging on it on Netflix. Mmm, you just love that ch- delicious baked goods. It's applied to you every week, don't you, Davey? Mm-mm-mm. Get that television baking into you. Am I a big fan of Bake Off? Nope. Not at all. I've never once watched an episode of the Bake Off. It's just something that, for me, I can't. I just I can't buy into it. I, like I just I don't know. I don't know 
how as a concept that works but clearly it does one of the biggest shows in the country if not the biggest show possibly other than maybe I'm a celebrity get me out of here I think that's the best entertainment show most watched in, in the country and I get it no it's just guy. how can guys bacon be dramatic but alas it must be and um, I actually know Andrew Smith who was in a couple of seasons of the Bake Off ago maybe last year he's a local guy he's a good, good, very good friend of my of my sister's so I know him he's a lovely guy and he's done real well off the back of the Bake Off so um, if, if that's what you're into man go for it but I, it's, it's just not something that I've gotten into and you know what the, the truth is I'm glad I haven't because I don't need to get, be getting into any more stuff do you know what I mean um, and yeah and, and I just I just watch stuff when it happens you know like, like Love Island I was totally against Love Island as an idea as a concept it just didn't appeal to me at all I thought it was a load of shite and it is but I, I've just watched two entire series of it over the last two years because literally there's nothing else to watch and of an evening I like to switch my brain off and just sit like a vegetable on my sofa but um, yeah if you enjoy that man let me know and also if uh, if you, if there's any particular parts of the Bake Off that you'd be hashtag keen for me to check out let me know let me know which it is and, and, and why Chris Henning has asked, what about your physique guy? I'm good, mate. If you were to form a cult, obviously you'd be the guy they would be worshipping. But what rituals would new members have to perform to attain membership? And what would your look be? Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what... I'd say that's a tough question. What, what my cult would be, it definitely would involve being very comfortable um, I, I like sweatpants I'm actually going to go online and order myself a new pair of sweatpants as soon as I finish recording here because I had the same pair of Converse uh, grey in-house sweatpants for probably going on you know I, I would go as far as say 10 years and the uh, drawstring toggle literally just fell off it, like it dissolved today so they're that, they're that like old and loose <laughs> mm. they just they just fall so I put anything in my pockets my bags just fall down look like a flasher so I need to get some new sweatpants I bought another pair of uh, Puma sweatpants they're black ones for travelling in and they just they're not pure cotton so they they caused a wee bit of sweat on me which which wasn't ideal you know so yeah in fact I'm sounding like a little prince there out of 100% pure cotton sweatpants in my uh, in my cult I would also insist that guys have beards if you can't grow a beard you can't be in the cult as a man and when you're mm, when you're a woman hey just have some pubic hair you know just be completely opposite of that of uh love and dicks show or whatever and uh just be an adult you know and, and do that be comfortable be clean and if you have to have a weird look about you i'm sort of like I've realised Sadio Mane, he's got a fucking ridiculous haircut. The Liverpool striker, check him out if you haven't already. He's a guy who has essentially, like, he's balding. He's seriously balding, but he's just working the fact that he's balding and, and pretending that he isn't. And his hair starts literally halfway. It's like he's, he's like had a lobotomy scar on his head and his hair just starts where his ball patch would, would be. And he styled it like all the way back like that's a normal style. 
I maybe have that as a style, the uh, Sadio Mane haircut, which is just shaved the front of your head. And would women have that too? Yep, they could have long hair, but they'd have to have the bald front, which also would make um, it much easier for if you're playing headers and volleys and stuff, if you're just a big target area to completely smash the ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, sweatpants and no tops would always always be topless, guys and girls, equal rights um, and all that. I know, I know, and then covered in baby oil, ideally. And yeah, the water babies get are in my cult as well, just looking after things. Paddy Mac, 97. I said, Hi Dave, nothing turns me more than when people clap for a pilot when he lands the plane or when people call it Storm Mount. But what I want to know is what is your nothing turns me more? See, to be honest with you, I do think people on a whole are are assholes and (laughs) clapping when a plane lands is an asshole thing to do like they're clapping a dude just doing his basic day-to-day job do you know what i mean it would be like somebody clapping for me telling a joke you know which has never happened because people know it's my job so whenever i tell a joke or say something funny on stage do people laugh and clap no they sit in silence with stern looks in their face i respect for the art form that is my stand-up comedy um but you know what you've got me at a good week what turns me more at the minute well, the thing that actually turns me and, and I can't cope with is, is people eating, eating noises in general. Um, I, I've, I've been told there's a condition out there called misophonia. I for sure have that, um, which is where like eating noises annoy you. People eating annoys you. Like, it gets to the point where the hair stands on my arm if people make noise when they eat. And it's so bad for me that I actually have to have TV on or like background noise when I'm eating, even if I'm on my own, because even like the squelch and the swallowing and the breathing of myself makes me want to kill myself. And like I'd be sitting there maybe, and I'd be eating like fish fingers with a fish knife um, and a fork, and I'd be tempted to just thrust that fish knife into my own eyeball and kill myself. That's how annoying my noises are. And then whenever you have people eating with their mouth open or slapping their food, oh fuck, I hate it. I hate it. But this week, I have a new thing I hate, and that's kids. Um, because this weekend I was, as I said before, Catherine is back to work. So I was taking uh, full responsibility for looking after the baby because, hey, I was off and, and Catherine was at work. So I, I, I had a big plan on, on Saturday that I was going to go out with Holly, take her to the farm. And then it's a real nice time. But guess what? The farm was shut. As in... It was closed. It wasn't like a South African person not liking it, <laughs> saying it's shut. But um, it was shut, so I had to make another. It was shut, so I had to make another plan. And instead, we went for a big walk. But I wanted her to have loads of fun this weekend, so I thought I can't take her to the to the the farm. I was going to take her to the zoo, but I'm prohibited because apparently we have to go to that as a family for the first time. But uh, I took her to, to Smiths in Bangor to buy her some toys now I wanted to buy her a, a cage I think is what it's called where you like, can put this baby in the cage and then it can't like crawl towards sharp objects and stuff and hurt itself uh, in fact I'm being told it's a playpen i got to call it a playpen um, but yeah they're apparently not, not cool anymore so I went to mother care and bought her like a wee ball pit she put her in there she's got some plastic balls plays about with that has a great time and uh it was great, went in, in the mother care, had a wee look around, the holly was in the pram. And then there were these kids there, right? And I, you know, I just wanted to 
fucking kill them all. There's just one kid, you know, when you're like at the age where you're not quite at puberty yet, where you're just about to hit it, and like for some reason your teeth are fucking huge. Like you've got your your adult teeth, but your head's not grown around them, so you just look like you're this big buck toothed annoying cunt that you know you just look like I'm a mouthy bat and you, you just want to punch that in the face that was one of these kids in mother care and the kid he was with was just a fat dude and the fat dude was about 10 and like there's a certain type of thing I think that you should do with kids like I'm not going to tell people how to raise their kids but see if you have a 10 year old boy and he weighs about 12 stone and he's got two earrings already. And he's got, you know that haircut, which has now become the new... The, there's a new haircut for steaks. And it used to be where you had the, the shave all around the back and sides. The comb down at the front with the, the wet and the comb. And it's smick, smick, smick. The new smick haircut is whenever you have the, the comb over. But there's no actual, there's not actually a comb over. It's just a slab of hair slicked aside and a line shaved in it to make it look like it should be a comb over. That's the new Smith haircut. And this 10 year old had that. And this 10 year old is fucking about mother care, lifting all the wee toys out, dropping them on the floor, just fucking acting like a, like a 10 year old shouldn't act. And does he have autism or does he have ADHD? Probably, because don't all the naughty kids have that these days? Yep. Have I offended some people out there? Probably, but it, it, you know, conditions should not always be an excuse for bad behaviour in kids. That's all I'm saying. If Holly's got something wrong with her, hopefully she doesn't. But if she does, she'll try and have manners as well. And if she doesn't, you know, I'll just keep her in that cupboard upstairs, keep her in the drawer longer, little teacher. But these kids were fucking doing my lamp in, and they started throwing stuff and at each other across this shop. And there was like, there were staff who were clearly annoyed at them, but at the same time, they were looking at the kid's mother who looked like she would knock six shades of blind fuck out of anyone right she was like you know one of these women who are probably like 19 um but look 45 you know have that short like spiky bleached blonde haircut with the big hoop earrings you've like a tanned face like you're more leathery than you should be at your age you've like a tan you've like dark marks under your eyes you've yellow teeth from smoking and you have like a tattoo of a heart that says like venti on your chest like one of these guys would knock the shit out of you and like the girls working in mother care were just looking at like i know i can't say anything to these kids and like they were looking at me being like I know you're going to punch one of these kids. And if you do, you're within your entire rights to do so. And I just think I just think you should teach kids how to behave. Do you know what I mean? How to just, that there's consequences for being naughty. Like, that's what I'm going to teach Holly. And I'd also be teaching her too that there are some people out there that aren't as nice and sweet and caring and loving as your daddy and your mommy. And, you know, if you, you piss them off, you know, they'll smack you. <laughs> and that's what I think other parents should be telling their kids. Because, hey, one of these days... If these kids keep turning me the way they're turning me, hey, I'm going to lash out and I'm going to smack them. It happened to me in uh, the swimming baths in Aurora a couple of weeks ago. Didn't like those kids. And it happened to me in mother care last week. Don't like these kids. And what I'm hating more than anything is whenever I have to go to kids' birthday parties and they start being bad, I'm be swinging digs left, right, and center, first birthday parties. That's just what I'm about. So, yeah, Patty, cheers for that question. You got me real riled up there, my man. Um... 
Oh, whoa, I've just found a big, big spot. My eyebrow's real sore. Ah. My man Glenn has asked me a question. Um, I think it's Glenn Lindsay, but don't know why your Instagram name is Glenn Joe Man. Said, yo, where did the term boom boom pancake head come from? Hashtag Papa Physique, hashtag weird, hashtag mmm, hashtag Tyson Fury. Well, Shane Todd makes me tweet Tyson Fury all the time and calling him boom boom pancake head and like threatening to knock him out and stuff. And that's where that's where I've heard it from, but apparently it's something to do with like some local guy, Connor Burns, who's apparently uh, a guy on social media who's like believes he's a boxer but quite evidently isn't and he calls out people on like Facebook live videos and stuff calling them boom boom pancake heads so I assume that's where it's come from it's literally news to me Glenn so um, I'm with you on that one Chris Barr mm, has said hey Dave hope you've gotten over your man flu from your glamping weekend yeah man I'm feeling good uh, forget Jerry Adams's cookbook check out who else is releasing one it's it's the S-N-O-O-P-D-O-G, no less, Snoop Dogg. And uh, no doubt every recipe will have weed in it. Um, let me see. Yep, Snoop Dogg releasing his first cookbook, From Crook to Cook, which is ironically what Jerry Adams is going to call his cookbook as well. Oi, oi. Snoop Dogg says his kitchen is blazing and he wants to share his favourite culinary delights with other foodies in his first cookbook. From Crook to Cook, which is out in October, will feature 50 of the rapper's all-time favourite recipes straight from his personal collection. The beautiful singer said... Right. Now, on that note, there's no parentheses here or no quote marks or anything. Um, It just says the beautiful singer. So to me, that just means they think Snoop Dogg is a beautiful guy. So... The beautiful singer said, you know it's blazing up in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> I'm talking the cookbook game, high with dipped and whipped collection of my favourite recipes, you dig? Um, be keen to check out that recipe. Publisher Chronicle Books said the recipe would range from baked mac and cheese and chicken and waffles to easy orange chicken, lobster thermidor and filet mignon. His debut collection will be cannabis-free, but plans are in the offing for the US star to launch a series of marijuana-themed cookbooks in 2020. The hip-hop legend is now... Or, no, sorry. The hip-hop legend is not new to the world of gastronomy. He currently presents a TV show with lifestyle guru Martha Stewart called Martha and Snoop's Potluck Dinner Party, in which the pair host a cooking competition. Hey, I'd be keen to see that show as well. Martha Stewart, like one of the people, old, old lady and Snoop Dogg. Yeah, original Gene, motherfucker. <laughs> but what I want to know is what is your all-time favourite food? <sighs> My all-time favourite food? It depends what you what, what you mean in terms of meals. I like Italian. I like the... Because you know, like, I love that mobster life. I like Italian. I like Italians. I like that kind of food. I like a mama. I like a mama. mama's and meatballs. I like my spaghetti bolognese. I like my carabarnara. I love it, Italians. I love pasta. I love all that shit. I love ice cream, which is Italian too, isn't it? Gelato and all that jazz. Yeah, my all-time favorite food's Italian. I like, um, I love going to Ita- for Italian meals. So I'd say it's my favorite. Um, I can't even think what other sort of restaurants I like to go to. Always Italian, yeah. But also in terms of, I like, I like chocolate as well for sweets and I love ice cream. Um, so yeah, my favorite my favorite food 
is Italian. And hey guys, that brings us to the end of what has been a, a totally higgledy-piggledy podcast just thrown together here. So basically what I'm saying is, if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. Go on iTunes, it'll take you like literally under a minute of your time. And what you can do when you do that is be guaranteed that I'll read it in the podcast. So if you want to give me a weird review, go do that. And that would be great. And it also helps the podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on SoundCloud as well. And make sure you check out Pug Ugly's Comedy Club. And just, you know, on a, on a serious note, guys, just look after yourselves. And I'll be back again this time next week. Godspeed.